Welcome to the Mayo Clinic Cardiovascular Continuing Medical Education Podcast. Join us each week to discuss the most pressing topics in cardiology and gain valuable insights that can be directly applied to your practice. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, my name's uh, Malcolm Bell. I'm the uh, host of uh, today's uh, interview with the experts. And I'm very pleased to introduce uh, our uh, listeners and viewers to uh, Dr. Juan Crestanello, who's a professor of uh, surgery and the uh, chief of our cardiovascular surgical uh, division here. So welcome, Juan. We're here to talk about carcinoid heart disease. Maybe I'm going to start off with a very simple question. As we think about patients who do have carcinoid heart disease, when would we typically be considering surgery uh, in these patients? Thank you, Malcolm. Well, uh, patients with carcinoid heart disease usually are considered for surgery when they develop symptoms, and those symptoms are associated with a malfunction of the right-sided heart valves, either the pulmonary valve or the tricuspid valve, and they usually manifest by either shortness of breath or lower extremity edema or ascites. And those are the usually the manifestation of a severe involvement of the valve, severe dysfunction of the valves, either regurgitation or stenosis, and and also the repercussions in the function of the heart uh, when that valve dysfunction is associated with RV dysfunction or dilatation is another indication for surgery as well. And of these patients, then, I, I suspect that uh, many of these may come from you know, referrals from groups looking after their carcinoid uh, disease, you know, maybe before it's even involved uh, the heart. Is, is that the case, that they may be, have carcinoid uh, symptoms that don't involve the heart initially, but then turn up you know, with carcinoid heart disease with the symptoms that you describe? Well, in, in general, these patients, they have the origin of the carcinoids in the GI tract, and these tumors, they have metastasized to the liver, and that leads to a constellation of symptoms that are related to the release of the vasoactive uh, substances into, into the circulation. The systemic symptoms associated with that are usually you know, flashing and, and diarrhea, it also can lead to bronco, uh, bronchoconstriction. But the typical symptoms of carcinoid are flushing and, and diarrhea. And, and all this gets complicated by the presence of congestive heart failure symptoms that is triggered by the bathing of the, the right side of the heart valve by these substances that leads to scarring and fibrosis of the valves and valve insufficiency or, or narrowing of the valves. So at this point, then, with a patient who you know, has symptomatic carcinoid heart disease you know, on this uh, background, as you described, is there a role for um, you know, medical treatment or uh, is, is surgery uh, really the preferred uh, treatment option at this stage? Well, it, it is important to have these patients evaluated from a, by a comprehensive team that involves the oncologist. It also involves the cardiologist and obviously the, the surgeons. But the medical optimization before the surgery is essential, and the management of these patients with somatostatin analogs to decrease the carcinoid symptoms like the flushing and diarrhea and make this tumor less vasoactive and at the same time have a fewer swings in blood pressure associated with the carcinoid. A crisis is essential in order to prevent problems during the time of the surgery. 
So let's talk about the surgery. Uh, how, how dangerous is it, you know, in terms of those hemodynamic uh, changes, you know, uh, related to those uh, vasoactive uh, compounds? I imagine that you must probably use, well, your uh, anesthesiology, uh, you know, colleagues probably use a lot of somatostatin, you know, during these uh, procedures. So what, what does the surgery actually uh, involve and, and what type of valve will you be uh, using, a prosthetic valve? Well, you're, you're right, Malcolm, in both uh, issues. I mean, the, our anesthesiologists are specialized in the management of these patients. All these patients, they get placed on uh, somatostatin drips uh, during the, the first 24 or 48 hours after the surgery to prevent a carcinoid crisis uh, during the operative or preoperative period. And in terms of the type of valve, we uh, use a tissue valve bioprosthesis. And uh, in our experience, we use uh, those valves in almost 90% of the patients. The, it simplifies the, the management of these patients. And also in our practice, we also have found that it's very rare the occurrence of a uh, recurrence of the carcinoid in the bioprosthesis. Well, that's a very interesting uh, observation. So, so again, these are typically right-sided uh, valves. So, bioprosthetic valves. You're saying, you know, with very little chance, uh, at least from observations, of a recurrence of the uh, disease and that uh, bioprosthetic uh, material. How, how often would you have to replace two valves on on the right side? Well, the majority of the time, there's the involvement of the tricuspid valve that occurs in almost 99% of the cases, while the pulmonary valve is involved in 84% of the cases or, or so. So it's, it's uh, I, I would say that it's almost guaranteed that the, both the tricuspid valve and the pulmonary valve are going to be involved. What is what is the risk of the surgery? Uh, you probably have data on what the operative mortality is, and you know uh, a long term uh, outcome as well. Yeah, in our in our series, the operative mortality is low, is less than six percent, and has been steadily improved over the course of the years. In terms of the long term uh, survival. Survival is better for those patients who are who who has carcinoid heart disease and are operated, and than those who are not operated. And the other important consideration is that early operation is also associated with better survival. So patients who are in NYHA function at class one or two at the time of the surgery do better than those who present with a more advanced congestive heart failure symptoms. So identification of these uh, valve lesions early and operating before advanced heart failure symptoms is an important indication for surgery and also is associated with improved outcomes. How does the outcome of these patients with carcinoid heart disease who've been operated on with bioprosthetic valves on the right side, I imagine that there's probably a small percentage of patients who have left-sided uh, disease as well, but how, how does their outcome compare to patients with undergoing similar surgeries, but, but without uh, carcinoid uh, syndrome? So these, these patients, obviously, they are uh, sicker because they have ongoing an ongoing malignancy as well as they also compromise their the life expectancy. So overall, the, the survival is going to be worse than those patients who had, for example, tricuspid valve disease uh, associated with endocarditis or other problems. But nonetheless, the outcomes of the patients who had carcinoid valve disease 
is better if they are operated on than if they're not, yeah. both in terms of the survival, but more importantly, the quality of life also is better. As we wrap this up, uh, do, you, do you have any other uh, comments or information you want to share uh, with our audience today uh, regarding surgery in these patients? You know, carcinoid heart disease is increasingly recognized as a, a cause of a valvular heart disease. It is very common in our practice. The early refer for to center of excellence with experience in the management of these patients with a, by a multidisciplinary team composed by oncologists, cardiologists, anesthesiologists, and surgeons is essential to improve the outcomes of these complex patients. Well, Dr. Crescinella, thank you so much uh, for sharing this uh, information uh, and your experience, uh, you know, with this really, you know, devastating uh, heart, uh, you know, condition. But uh, it's good to to hear that most of these patients that they will have, at least in the shorter intermediate term, uh, better quality of life and better outcome uh, than if they did not have uh, surgery. So, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you for joining us today. Feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions about the podcast by emailing cvselfstudy at mayo.edu. Be sure to subscribe to the Mayo Clinic Cardiovascular CME podcast on your favorite platform and tune in each week to explore today's most pressing cardiology topics with your colleagues at Mayo Clinic. This has been a Mayo Clinic podcast.